0: Now,
1: three. Hold on. (laughs) You heard that. Hold on, somebody. I'll be right back.
0: No problem. (laughs) 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 That couldn't have been any better. Uh, Ring a ding ding.
1: Ah, okay,
0: all right.
1: you are never too old to play doorbell ditch
0: <laughs> oh my God <laughs> oh. <laughs> Wow just, so that was the doorbell
1: yeah i uh you know we have this uh this old place in San Francisco with a horrifying door buzzer it uh it sounds like something from Alcatraz <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. it's this really shrill mechanical bell that goes, you know, it's, you know, remember. I think that,
0: our mutual friend, Pam, has the same kind.
1: I'm sure she does. You know, Pam and I, we live pretty close to each other. So it's that same, you know, jarring. Heidi, you live in the Bay Area, so you, you know that sound.
0: Yes.
1: <laughs> you, know, you visit a friend and you think someone has gone to the chair. <laughs> <laughs> the lights dim yeah totally the lights are and rah, at, Pam's,
0: at Pam's there could actually be a, a chair <laughs> yeah. in there she collects some pretty macabre um, stuff so it wouldn't be surprising to see <laughs> the light. The lights dim and the chair show up in the window or something so where so, were we? let's do this <laughs> alright <clears throat> Hey could
1: you actually could you hold on one more second? Wait a minute. I yeah. just want
0: to check something. Be right back. Sure, all right. sure. <laughs> all, right. Uh, all right. So Sean, how are things going over there?
2: Fantastic. Things are going well. How how are things going with you there,
0: Heidi? Really, really well. Ah. I okay. False. Oh, sold. there he is. I'm back. Well, okay. We didn't even get a chance to get into a good conversation over here.
1: <laughs> I'm like that. I throw a monkey wrench into everything. So no problem.
0: Since we're, you know, we've been doing this for 73 episodes now. We're old pros. You can throw anything at us. We can
1: handle. Awesome. That. Awesome.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. So let's. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting a bat. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, Jesus. Jesus, Mary and Joseph. <laughs> <laughs> Is it the piece he ordered? <laughs> uh.
2: Yes, yeah, so I'm hoping we see a bump after uh, after the con this weekend. I have I I have cards printed oh, up. Good. I don't know if I did.
0: I send you a picture. You sent me a picture of the cards. Okay, and yeah. I also sent Rick some of the the photo cards that I made, so you guys will have kind of like posters, a postcard size. Oh, okay. Cool. cool. Yeah. So feel free to get rid of all of them. Yeah.
1: I'm coming towards the microphone. Here he
0: comes. Here he comes.
1: I'm putting the headphones on.
0: Now, when and, uh, when we teased that we were going to do Spinal Tap moments for minute seventy three, <laughs> we didn't know we were going to really be producing them. This fresh. is a Spinal fresh. Tap
1: moment. So, <laughs> uh, so that was Edgar Winter wondering if I uh, would like a free <laughs> copy of Dianetics. And, well. <laughs> You know,
2: it's your wife. It's your fucking wife.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, whatever the fuck she is. (laughs) Okay, this this tag official. This definitely
1: stays in the episode. It
0: definitely does. One way or another.
1: Oh, it's a moment, all right. (laughs)
0: It's
1: (laughs) a moment. Edgar Winner stands at your doorway with a copy of <laughs> Dianetics. Big, <laughs> big, scary elderly albino.
0: <laughs> oh man! It's like We're a right.
1: del Toro movie come to life.
0: Totally, totally. <clears throat> all, right. All, right. all right, are we ready, everybody? Yeah. What's the name of the show again? <laughs> <laughs> Spinal Tap minute.
2: Okay, cool. Dianetics minute. The
0: Dianetics. Oh my minute. god. <laughs> We are, uh, you know, we've got our e meter standing by. Yeah. So okay. Yes. Delve Very into important. your right. most traumatic moments. Yes.
2: Exploring <laughs> your Thetans one minute at a <laughs> time. Exploring our Thetans.
0: Yes. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, rock and roll. Okay. Rock and Hello, roll. Hello, Cleveland. All right. right. Mm. Three, two. Blast off. <laughs> See, the uncomfortable silences are hard to not to, to mm. let them linger, aren't they, Sean? Yes,
2: right. yes, they are.
0: <laughs> uh, we're all going to be rocking in trauma, trauma form here pretty soon. Okay. <sighs> three. <laughs> okay. Three, two. Welcome to episode 73 of Spinal Tap Minute, the podcast where we analyze, scrutinize, and none more black eyes the movie This is Spinal Tap, one magnificent minute at a time. I am Heidi Bennett of HeidiBennett.com.
2: And I'm Sean German of of 5MinutesOfMime.com. And returning again today is our special guest from Five Minutes of Trouble and Twelve Chimes. It's a Midnight. Brett Stillo. <laughs> Did
0: you say Twelve Ooh. Chimes? It's a Midnight. <laughs> yeah,
1: that was the yeah, that was the Chico Marx. Uh, it's, a it's a Midnight. It's a Midnight.
2: It's a Midnight. One, one. your face. It's a
1: Midnight. <laughs>
0: Oh, we should back nice. Brett. Welcome. thank you. Thank back, you Brett. Yeah. We
1: should uh, explain to your dedicated listeners <laughs> that in the 24 hours since our last episode, uh we we mayhem. We sort of did our mm-hmm. own little yeah. rock tour on the streets of Cleveland and you know, there was pizza yeah. and and we were throwing copies of Dianetics in <clears> the <throat> store windows and uh
0: I'm heavily sedated over here, so heavily I'm feeling, sedated, f- feeling but, uh, fine.
1: Yeah, if if you're fancy free, if your listeners could only know what we've spent the last twenty four hours doing, but only. if only,
2: but that's you know, <clears throat> we've toured the world and elsewhere, the world and elsewhere, yeah,
1: exactly, <clears throat> exactly,
2: and we've done it all for you, dear listener, so we can that bring you, so we can bring you minute seventy three. <laughs> Minute 73 starts with David continuing to wax on about his dream of playing with the London Philharmonic. We end with the return of Nigel Tufnell. Wow. And in between, we see uh, David and Derek uh, envying each other and then sharing their last pre-show tuning. So this is a a very solemn quiet minute. Yeah. 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 (coughs) Yeah, yeah, so we we pick yeah. up
0: with what do, you, what do we pick up with here, Sean? Pick up
2: with <clears throat> David saying how he's always wanted to do a collection of his acoustic numbers with the London Philharmonic, as you know.
0: Yeah, so I could imagine that all these years on the road they've um, you know, talked about different projects and
1: Can I say that David St. Hubbins is a veritable nuclear reactor of bad
0: ideas. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. He just doesn't
1: simply have bad ideas. His bad ideas are are huge. They're epic. They're, you know, that's not a battle. No, that's no moon. That's one of David St. Hubbin's bad ideas. (laughs) Um, What
2: I wonder when he he talks about his acoustic numbers – We, you know, we're, what, two or three minutes removed from the band going over all the songs that they can't do without Nigel, all of Nigel's numbers. Right. So what are these numbers that David has all of a sudden that he's, you know, he he couldn't think of anything to do? Uh, you know, at theme land that he could do without (laughs) Nigel, but somehow he's going to, you know, pull up what he's going to do. a, You know, a jazz exploration in front of the London Philharmonic. Yeah. Well, that,
1: (laughs) that, that really is a sterling example of that very fine line between clever and stupid Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) that
1: (laughs) he didn't think about all his acoustic songs that, you know, and I, I can, I can imagine the reasoning why he didn't want to use those songs, but, I also I just don't want to think that far about it. <laughs> it I, you know, I got I gotta say, um, Heidi. I think maybe you can empathize with this. That you know, I myself have played in in rock and roll bands for nigh on thirty years, mm-hmm. and uh, well, I never attained the the level of uh, superstardom that the tap did. I, I've sure met my my share of uh, real life Davids and Nigels and and the. Uh, the density of some of these cats. The, it's 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 this wonderful combination of density and vanity. It's like <laughs> I'm dumb as a rock, and I bet you wish you were too. <laughs>
0: you know, and that's
1: that's David, and and all of them. It's it's that. Um, you know, I wish I could envy me too.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I definitely, I think I I mentioned this a while back, but, and I really don't remember this guy's name, so, but there was a guy who I uh, used to run into at at the Cattle Club in Sacramento, and he had a band (laughs) called Ian Faith, which was, I thought, a good name for a band, but he had no sense of humor, so it was a really weird combination of a person that, you know, just didn't get... Like, oh, they thought maybe they just thought that was a cool sounding name or something, but they just he didn't couldn't connect the comedy dots at all.
1: Yeah. And it's, I think that's one reason why this movie resonated with me when it came out in eighty two was uh just it, you know, it real the way it really skewered uh mm-hmm. a lot of rock pretentiousness and just, you know, turned the mirror on itself and uh you know, it. This isn't say, you know, the older generation. You know, Steve Allen doing his uh, his poetry of rock lyrics. This is this is the rock generation making fun of itself, right? And, in um, real time. So yeah, in real time. Yeah, and that we we I think we kind of touched on this a little bit. That you had, you know, some some pivotal moments in rock and roll, some you know outstanding albums, but then there would you know there's this ten to fifteen year uh, a the rock slowly rolling down the hill, or something like that. <laughs> you know, I I yeah. uh, I think I mentioned Sticks in our last episode. Sorry, any Sticks fans out there? But uh, eighty two was a big year for Sticks and Oreo Speedwagon, and uh, those are those are basically in my book Midwestern Taps. So uh, we, we, we this movie came out at a perfect time for me.
0: Yeah, I remember at that age like i remember being in junior high and kind of trying to figure out you know what my what music i was going to be into you know you're mm-hmm. like when you're a little kid you're just kind of playing around with stuff and i was lucky enough to have um, parents who are really into music, and my dad had a great record collection. But when you're in junior high, you're kind of figuring out your own thing. You know, what's going to be my my identity, and what music am I going to be drawn to? And there were some awkward moments. I mean, there was definitely uh, – I definitely had those albums, that Styx album, and I definitely had <laughs> the um, the REO Speedwagon album. And <laughs> yeah. But I also, like, remember – I think I saw Lady Sings the Blues – so I thought, oh, maybe I really like, um, you know, this older blues music. And then my, I remember what that was. Who is it that was in that movie? Do you guys remember that movie? Lady Sings yeah. the Blues? Yeah. yeah, yeah Diana you know, Ross. Diana Ross. Yeah. So I remember asking my mom to get me the soundtrack to that. So that was kind of like me trying to kind of learn like you do, you know, maybe hear a modern artist, but they're performing as a, another artist and, and you know, playing older music and she ended up getting me, she didn't get me that one. Maybe it wasn't available, but she got me whatever the most recent <laughs> Diana Ross solo <laughs> album was. And it was not my I cup of tea. Let's put it that way. So, nah. um, but yeah, then once I started listening to, I think I mentioned this before when I was up at this point, I was up in um, grass Valley, California, and we had foggy mountain music and that was the place where they sold records, and they also sold some mus- some musical equipment. And those were the guys that really started helping me. They're like, "Oh, here's a Peter Gabriel album," or you know, I had my aunt Joyce, who we had a- on here. She she was still living in L.A., and I went to visit her, and she was the person who said, "Oh, check out Wingo Boingo," you know, check <laughs> out. <laughs> um, Devo and stuff like that. So, and then my friend Larry Crane, um, who he was very influential in high school to his his um sister penny was my best friend and so he was the one you know to give us some of the our favorite records and so then you know then i started to think okay i'm starting to figure this out i like x i like elvis costello i like echo and the bunny you know i like the clash and it was it, but before that <laughs> there's all this other stuff yeah. that's pretentious and crazy but <laughs> you're just kind of trying it on for size you know
1: We all have our Bay City Rollers. It doesn't have to be the Bay City Rollers, (laughs) but, you know, it's, there are these, you know, sort of breakfast cereal rock and roll bands that when we're 11 or 12, we feel, oh, I'm going to be all grown up and listen to these people. And uh, then uh, it's, it's the first one to go in your record collection when you weed it out. So this scene for me is, uh, you know, one thing I love about this movie is, is the time and the place. Maybe you. You folks have talked about this before, but you know that it's it's the '80s, but we have one spiky boot heel still firmly dug into the '70s, and mm-hmm. right, just everybody's costumes. You know, we've seen them throughout the whole movie, but we get you know one more look at them. It's there's Derek's friend uh, who she's sitting next to Derek, yes. she, and she looks like she just came from a John Cougar Camp show.
0: Definitely good call. Yeah.
1: I think she might have been in that Hurts so good video. Yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs>
1: but uh yeah, I just it, yeah, to me it's like it it is so nineteen eighty-two. Yeah. Oh uh,
0: yeah. And David's wearing those like wrestler boots. Yeah. 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 Knee high wrestler <laughs> boots. I Wait. remember those especially from um the comic book Love and Rockets. Like that was like yeah, a, oh, yeah. <laughs> something that the um That people wanted to get their hands on, you know? That was like a very cool thing to have is you could get yourself some of those wrestler boots. Have
1: have you guys talked about uh, who the the costumer was on this movie? Because whoever it was did a really great job of – yeah, like those wrestler boots is a great example because I can remember I think people like Sammy Hagar maybe.
0: yeah, Somebody
1: wearing those and it was –
0: You know, yeah, I looked up the costumer way back when we first started, and then I found an interview with her, but it didn't really have much information, so I never really brought it up, but whoever... So, yeah, whoever right. she was, who will will link to whoever she was, <laughs> will be fine. <clears throat> Look back again, but did a fan. I do yeah. know it was a woman and she did do a great. Job.
2: Yeah. So, it's Renee Johnston. I think we, we talked about her briefly just because um, she doesn't have a ton of things in IMDb. But one of the other major things she has is for a costume designer and wardrobe is uh, the Red Shoe Diaries.
0: Oh, TV right. series. We are talking about David Duchovny. <laughs>
2: <laughs> David Duchovny tie-in again. Yeah. So she had worked on uh, after after this is Spinal Tap. She had done uh, yeah a bunch of stuff for uh, for Red Shoe Diaries is the other the other big thing on her resume.
1: Well, but, uh, she she totally nails it here. And here's absolutely. one thing that uh, I think I've noticed this for the first time. Ah. Uh, you know, you you watch a minute of a movie like 96 times, you start to notice little things. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but at least in this scene da- Janine and David are color coordinated. Yep. Absolutely. And is is that the case I think with you know every time they're in a scene together they're or you know in these scenes when it's it's either before or after the show and you know I can definitely picture Janine doing this color coordinated uh yeah kind of theme and you, you gotta love this uh california dream and turquoise thing they're doing here you know that's yeah.
0: exactly what i was gonna say it's a very specific 1980s turquoise yeah i remember i had some they were not vans they were generic vans they were white um you know uh, uh off uh what do you call it lysogeneric you know so not, I couldn't afford to buy the actual vans. I got these, <laughs> and I hand-painted them. So I thought, oh, this is cool. I'm so artsy. Here I am wearing my cool van-type shoes that I'm painting. And I remember they were that exact aqua. Mm-hmm. Nice. It was a very, very 1980s aqua. Yeah. So, yeah, really nailed it with that jumpsuit. And that's like a style that's back in, you know, back in on trend right now. Mm-hmm. Those lots of uh jumpsuits and um yeah and they're even kind of coordinated with that the big uh poster that's on the wall back there that yeah. says like, tap lives
2: yeah tap lives yeah and I think this is the first time that they're they're that coordinated with their outfits of course their hair always always matches but with
1: the, with the the costume as well and you know she, well she has great hair he has a great wig yeah uh, right
0: but <laughs>
1: I'm going to lose it here and this is this is my moment where I, I get the spotlight and I talk about uh June Chadwick. I, I won't go so far as to get out the folded piece of paper with a love poem I wrote in 1984, but uh yeah, she's, you know, she just has a great look for this era. She looks like Christy McVee's little sister. Uh she looks yeah. like maybe she's uh Bonnie Tyler's stylist, I don't know. Totally. Um are just like I said, there just ain't enough Ju- June Chadwick out there. Uh, she was, she was robbed in that, uh, she should have been in a couple of Hammer horror movies. I think Hammer was kind of done by this time, but, uh, about this time there should have been a a Christopher Lee Dracula movie in which he fights punk rockers. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. (laughs) She could have been in that one. So, uh, yeah, missed opportunity with June Chadwick as a hammer horror uh, heroine. But, Say uh,
0: that three times fast <laughs> hammer horror
1: heroine, hammer horror heroine, hammer horror heroine.
0: Wow. I'm impressed. Well that's,
1: done. That's all I can do. I'm unemployed. And
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, let this um, podcast episode be a resume for you. You can put out this reel, <laughs> see what kind of work you get. <laughs> well,
1: We'll talk movie trivia for money. Um, now, here's a, here's a funny thing, because this is, of course, a, a comedy. Uh, it's one of the most quoted movies of all time. Uh, yet for us music geeks, there's a lot of cool gear in this, in this movie. And mm-hmm. um, I've always lusted after uh, David's white Gibson SG with mm-hmm. the P90 pickups. That is a sweet, yeah. sweet guitar. And uh, I have a buddy. He's left-handed. So he's, he's been looking for a left-handed version of that guitar, which doesn't exist, by the way, <laughs> for years. Yeah. So uh, we, can, we can make fun of David St. Hubbins, but we can't make fun of his guitar, because that's one cool guitar.
0: Very sweet, yeah. I like, yeah, just absolutely. like the way he handles getting in tune and sort yeah. of slapping things around. Like he really looks like mentioned before. These guys know how to play their instruments, so he looks, he looks like he's doing what you do before you get on stage.
1: And that weird yeah. little line, "I'm in, I'm yeah. in tune."
0: I'm in <laughs> I'm <a> tune. <laughs> so
2: speaking of getting in tune, yes. As as we've learned, in addition to podcasting, Brett, you do a a little bit of musicality stuff as well. Who, me?
1: Yes. <laughs> yes, you. Yes, it's, well, it's it's worth mentioning again that, you know, Heidi and I have a lot of mutual friends. And while this is, I think, the first, what well, this is maybe the first time we've officially met, we've probably crossed paths before just with, uh, we yeah, surely. Both bands we were in. And, uh, so yeah, I, 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 I never, I'll say this, I never attained the, the, Hyperspace heights of Spinal Tap, but yeah, I played in in various punk and garage bands for decades, and I, I have my stories, and I, I'll I'll brag. I <laughs> I am big please, in Japan.
2: Please share with us. I'll, I'll, I, I'll drag out the soapbox.
1: I was big in Japan once. Uh, it is kind of like in the movie that you can play for uh, seven people, and half mm-hmm. of them are your roommates, and then you get mm-hmm. on a plane and you go to Japan, and they go absolutely nuts. Uh, I didn't play Budokan, but it is kind of that Budokan, uh, experience and, uh, lovely country, Japan. I've, have either of you had the, uh, had the privilege of going to Japan?
2: I have not had the pleasure.
1: No, no. Uh love, lovely country and, you know, they love rock and roll and, uh, they show it. So I, I've had an opportunity to tour in Japan twice and was treated like I was important, which was fun, uh, <laughs> And had one of the weirdest experiences of my life in Japan in that I was – I noticed – this is about 20 years ago. And I'm, I'm getting kind of these these funny little stares like people, uh, people are kind of looking at me and pointing. And I think, oh, well, they, they must know about my band. <laughs> and then this this crazed drunken man in a Tokyo subway – you don't you don't see many crazed drunken people in Tokyo, but I I happen to see one one night, and uh, he's kind of half asleep as I walk by, and as he as I walk by him, his eyes kind of get big like animal on the Muppet Show, and he looks at me and he points and he starts screaming Television, Television, and he chases me through this <laughs> Tokyo subway.
0: Are you trying to tell us that you were in Television? <laughs> no, no,
1: the. Uh, The punchline that I found out later is at that time, Rowan Atkinson and Mr. Bean was a huge hit on Japanese television. Mm -hmm. And to some people, I looked like Mr. Bean. Now, I don't think I look like Mr. Bean.
0: (laughs) My wife doesn't
1: think I look like Mr. Bean. My friends don't think. But there were some people in Japan who thought I looked like Mr. Bean. And I realized I learned we all looked the same. (laughs) <laughs> so this guy thought i was rowan atkinson and he was uh determined to shake my hand get my autograph suck my blood whatever <laughs> so uh unfortunately not a crazed groupie but just a, a crazed drunken guy who thought i was mr bean but yeah i've uh playing uh, hundreds and hundreds of shows i've had some uh some rather spinal tap experiences in fact yeah i i actually almost did have a drummer spontaneously combust on stage.
0: <laughs> oh, my oh God. My.
1: <laughs> this is definitely one of those stories that you can laugh about now. So I'll tell you the comedy version that for a long time I played in a garage band called The Flakes with uh, my very good friend, uh, Mr. Russell Kwan, a, a legendary drummer in the punk and garage scene. Look up Russell Kwan. If, if, uh, if you don't know Russell Kwan, you don't know rock and roll. <laughs> I'm gonna have a T-shirt made with that. So uh, Russell has this uh, beloved old, uh, I believe it's a Ludwig drum kit. At one time, it was gorgeous. Uh, it had this beautiful uh, nitro celluloid uh, tiger stripe finish on the drums, but it was it was old. It was beat. Uh, it had played hundreds of shows, so some of that celluloid uh, was peeling. So they had like these little uh, strips that were sticking mm-hmm. up, sort of like maybe, I don't know, a fuse. And so we're playing a gig one night, and uh, yeah, you, you know where this is going. <laughs> there are some very bright stage lights at the foot of this stage, and one of them is just a little too close to one of these little strips on the drum kit. And uh, I don't know much about nitrocelluloid, but I'll, I can tell you it's highly flammable. And <laughs> burned. Yeah. yeah. I kid you not, that drum kit went up like a torch. Oh, it my was, God. Uh, and, of course, some people in the audience thought it was part of the act. Sure. So <laughs> in a moment like this, I, of course, am standing there trying to process it like, hey, why is Russell's drum kit on fire? Nobody told me about this. They never tell me anything. <laughs> So like the other guys,
2: surprise special effect.
1: Yeah, I'm the last to know about the flaming drum kit. So our singer John McDonald had the uh, just had a, a great moment where he he's thinking about what could possibly happen, and he takes the drum kit and he picks it up. And I, that I'll always remember. This uh, it's kind of small guy holding a bass drum that's on fire above his head, and he he kind of waits one moment so the audience can clear away, and then he throws it uh, onto the floor. <laughs> Out of harm's way. So, so, uh, it did it, it extinguishes itself. So, yeah, like I said, I can laugh about that now. Ha 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 But yeah, God. at the time, not quite so funny. But, um, yeah, Russell Kwan almost, uh, spontaneously combusted.
0: Wow. That wow. is definitely a spinal tap moment, big time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank you. I can think of a few more, but I, I don't want to get carried away. But uh, <laughs> yeah, to have a to have a, a close friend almost spontaneously combust. Yeah. Uh, so for, no flakes were hurt uh, in the in the course of that show.
0: Hallelujah! Hallelujah! So, yeah, that's a good story. What else? Uh, We have one kind of more little pivotal thing that happens here in this minute.
1: Oh, gosh, we do. Yeah.
0: Which is um, Nigel is back. But before we talk about that, I just wanted to mention that what I noticed, you know, you're talking about Janine being coordinated so beautifully with david she's also appears to have taken up one of nigel's habits which is she is chewing gum and smoking a cigarette in this scene (laughs) (laughs) which is a signature nigel thing to do yeah
1: wow you know you're right i hadn't thought about that that's just one of those things that you wonder if they talked about it in between takes it's a it's a great bit because she has taken Nigel's place yeah and um yeah so she's taking on Na- Nigel's characteristics if only she had worn a kilt that would have <laughs> sold the whole deal <laughs> well and then she should be uh
2: she should also be carrying a cricket bat uh, ah. that she takes over from Ian from Ian so she's doing a little bit of the Walter White thing that was something Walter White did in Breaking Bad, as he would kind of take on a characteristic of of the people that he knocked off along the way. <laughs> but uh, in this case, Janine did it first.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So Janine, I just noticed that and wanted to make mention of it since it's Sean's been keeping track of what shows have been canceled and what shows they performed and and for some reason, I've latched on to this gum chewing and cigarette smoking, so that's that's my little yeah. contribution huh. to the moment here. That's,
2: that's good. That's I actually cool. had it. I didn't even notice that she was smoking, but she is she's smoking and chewing.
1: yeah, I think I noticed the gum chewing, but it didn't really click, and I definitely didn't tie it back to uh Mr. Tufnell.
0: yes, so speaking of Mr. Tufnell
1: and yes, like he heard his name he enters. <laughs> not only does he enter but he's he returns in his trademark suit yes if spinal tap were a saturday morning cartoon that would be the nigel suit (laughs) (laughs) He would always wear the the ribcage shirt the leather jacket and the the weird zoot suit pants yeah the yellow trousers yeah
0: Yeah. And it's, I think the weirdest thing to me, which, I mean, it makes sense because of where we're at in the, in the movie is that he's not holding a guitar and like a drummer's always kind of got sticks and is kind of flippity flopping them around. And he's always seemingly kind of walking around with his guitar and strumming it. And so it is kind of weird to see him sort of pop in with his hands in his pockets. And Mm -hmm. it's just, uh, a foreign stance. Yeah.
1: That's a really good point, Heidi, because this scene is pretty dramatic. It's, uh, you know, on previous shows, you guys have talked about how the, you know, the third act of this movie actually gets a little dramatic and a little heavy. And, you know, you find there's a little pathos as, you know, some of these shows get canceled and it it hurts a little bit seeing these people go down uh, this path. But here it's, there's some tension. There's some genuine tension. And, you know, it's like, You you can see a little bit of trepidation on Nigel's face. He's not sure if he wants to be there. He should be there, and with without his guitar, he's he's powerless. He's unarmed. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) yeah.
0: Yeah. Well put. Um, And and gasp! He has to act like an adult. (laughs) Right. He's come to convey some information, which we you know we won't get to in this minute, but but he's there for for a reason and um yeah he's kind of got his maybe he's still got his bobs big boy pants on underneath you know he's got <laughs> his big boy pants on and yeah. he's going <laughs> to come and confront this this situation yeah must not be easy to walk in and have Janine there with her glaring eyes and attitude and uh there there he stands
2: yeah though we'll have to wait till next minute to oh, find out why so we just, you know, David tosses out, come to see the show.
0: Yeah. A yeah. Well. cliffhanger.
1: <laughs> I, I'm sure he's just there for the craft services. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm sure Jim got yeah. some
0: real good craft services for yeah. <laughs> it. You know,
1: the bread is still big and it's just a joke.
0: <laughs> I can't possibly
1: do this, you know?
0: So, yeah, any, you know, while we still have you here with us, Brett, while we're still, um, we're, we've been able to maintain ourselves here with now not too many giggle fits. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anything else related to this is Spinal Tap or Spinal Tap or music or anything in general that you want to talk about before we, we wrap up episode 73?
1: I I think no pun intended. I I'm tapped out. (laughs) I think I've, I think I've tapped into tap and, uh, you know, I will say thanks for having me on the show and, uh, yeah. yeah. Thank you
2: for coming. Thank you for joining us. It's been
1: great. And, uh, you know, what's fun is when you, you invited me on the show and I was totally excited to be on, of course I wondered what minutes I would get. And, uh, you know, this is this is the perfect movie for a guest because every minute is great. Yeah, that's what yeah, we've that's discovered. What we've yeah.
0: discovered that, Uh, you know, I had a hunch when I picked it and it's definitely paid off. Yeah. And we had a hunch that Sean and I would work well together. And so far, that's paid off. <laughs> perfect.
1: So far, perfect. so good. Perfect. Yeah. So I, I was thrilled to get Saucy Jack. I would have been thrilled to get any minute, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so thank, yeah, thanks. Uh, I, I guess it was sort of luck of the draw, but totally happy to get these two minutes. Uh, they rocked and, uh, I just, I'm just going to mention June Chadwick just one more time. <laughs>
0: sure, sure. <laughs> I, I hope just...
1: she's, I hope she's doing well. I don't know, selling real estate, uh, down in Pasadena, whatever you do in June, you know, <laughs> uh, you should have, you should have a table at a Comic-Con or something because people would just freak out for you.
2: Oh yeah. Oh absolutely.
1: And so I could yeah, June, it. if if you're listening,
2: uh you can reach Brett at <laughs> SpinalTapMinute at gmail dot com. We'll just forward along uh, anything <laughs> you want to send us. And uh June, if you happen to have a cornbread recipe that oh, you'd yes. like to share, send that <laughs> along as well. <laughs>
1: I love we're cornbread.
0: S- we're still looking for those from scratch <laughs> or box embellished cornbread recipes. So send them all Send them our way.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So
0: anything um, left here, Sean? Any uh, stuff you want to mention before we head out today?
2: Nope that's that's all I got for minute seventy three.
0: Well, cool. Well, as we've said, we're gearing up for the last. Few minutes of this fantastic movie. We've got some other special guests. I think we'll still have a couple minutes where it'll be just Sean and I, and we might spend some time sort of reminiscing about this whole. Fantastic Movies by Minutes, Spinal Tap Minute experience, Mm -hmm. and um, so we we, um, hope you'll, you know, stick this out till the bitter end with us.
2: (laughs) You've come this far, you might as well stick around.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and you can find all of our links and uh, all that interesting stuff we've been mentioning and talking about. We'll, you know, we'll stick those in the show notes and on the website at Spinal Tap Minute so you can find us there and um as usual you can you know subscribe to us at all the usual pod places Mm -hmm. and uh yeah i think that's about it for me
2: yeah and so brett if folks want to hear more from you
1: oh well fine your your fine work well you know i uh if if we have another say 20 minutes i just wanted to mention (laughs) uh once again you know five minutes of trouble uh, the John Carpenter, Big Trouble in Little China movie by Five Minutes podcast that uh, my partner Josh Horowitz and I did. Uh, but more importantly, or more, ex- I'm more excited because this is a new project uh, it, that you guys have mentioned. It's called 12 Chimes, It's Midnight. That's how Josh says it because he's our announcer. It's uh, audio melodrama uh, or an old radio show or a tribute to old radio shows. It's It's Suspense. <laughs> Don't do these shows and eat and crackers, okay, kids?
0: <laughs> She's strange. <French>. Hot tip. <laughs> Hot tip.
1: For your, one of the pros told you, stay in school. Uh, so, yeah, it's a throwback to uh, the old radio anthology shows of the 30s and 40s, uh, shows like Inner Sanctum and Lights Out and Suspense, and it's produced by uh, my good friend Amy Pavey, and uh, it features a great cast of people, including Josh Horowitz and myself. We uh, appear sometimes as actors. Could I say that pretentiously enough? Actors! (laughs) Yes. And uh, we're also writing some episodes, so instead of talking about a show, we are actually are the show. So, uh, (laughs) that's what's going on. So yeah, 12 Chimes, it's midnight, as Josh would say.
0: Nice. And when you look up something like that on, say, uh, an iTunes or a Apple podcasts oh, or yeah. a a whatever it is. Is it a number twelve or the letters that make a twelve?
1: Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> I, it's a, I'll I'll take this one. It's the spelled out with the letters, so Thanks. the word twelve. Thanks. I yeah, twelve it's, as in twelve chimes. It's a bit.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's a midnight. It, it's a midnight. Yeah, I'm, I'm too busy. Yeah. No, it's a saucy good. midnight. No, that's good. you know yeah. it's good for us to clarify these things so that people can can find you um, yeah. because we want people to find you.
1: I just yell and scream in these things. I don't do the titles, so I don't. Do these <laughs> times is <laughs> midnight. Yes, we are on the iTunes and we have a Facebook page, and I think we're on another a few of the other social media. Uh, gizmos that are so popular with the youngsters today. But yeah, please check out 12 times it's midnight. I will also say this, uh, we did a kind of a brief first season that was kind of where we got our feet wet. We're gearing up for our second season, and I'm pretty excited about that.
0: Sweet. Yeah, we
2: we are excited about that as well. Likewise.
0: What Sean said. (laughs) Me too.
2: (laughs) And I'm also going to mention, so, oh, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Go right ahead. Oh, well, I was just going to say. So one of the things that Heidi and I have been doing, like kind of just the last couple of minutes is, uh, mentioning some of the other movies by minutes podcasts that we've been listening to just to kind of ease the transition for our, our faithful groupies as, as we get ready to wrap up here, we want to make sure folks have uh, stuff to listen to in our absence. And so I'll mention a new one that I've been, uh, I've been listening to and that is my minute with Andre. Mm. And that is uh, that is a podcast where they cover the movie my dinner with Andre one minute at a time and it's a it's an exciting movie and an exciting podcast so I would uh, recommend folks when uh, when we wrap up at about 10 minutes from now and you're you're looking for for a reason to go on then uh, you
1: know check that out my minute with Andre that must be a tough one to do so many so complicated, so many scene changes, so many different locations, so many characters,
2: yes, cast of two <laughs> anyway, cast of thousands, but uh, yeah,
0: sweet, yeah, yeah, they're uh, we're growing like weeds these movies by minutes, and I love every every precious minute of all of these. it's great, so sweet. so- so exciting, this
2: computer magic,
0: yes. <laughs> Oh, okay. Uh well, okay. So if
1: there's nothing yeah. else, maybe we'll I wrap do. It up.
0: Oh, oh, I do have oh, to. Oh. I, just,
1: oh. before we wrap, I do have to put on my Patrick McNee Memorial bowler.
0: Oh, good, good, good. <laughs> oh, of course. Please.
1: So this is uh, it's firmly in place. So I, okay, now I'm ready. So anytime okay. you're ready, I hand it back to you.
2: <laughs> thank you.
1: Well, thank you for joining us, Brett, once again. And thank
2: you all the folks out in podcast land for listening. But until next time. And so say all of us Tap Tap into into America. Welcome,
0: welcome. Talked about different projects and this is what... I can't stop (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm dying (laughs) over Oh
1: my Can we call anybody?
0: (laughs) Oh my God! Oh Jesus! Go get help, Pokey!
1: Go get help,
0: Pokey! Pokey. Uh, uh, Jimmy's in the well. Um, (laughs) ladies ladies Uh. and
1: gentlemen, you think these podcasts are all fun? You don't know the strain, <laughs> the pressure that each of us, the commitment, the sacrifice we all make to bring you these movie by minutes. Uh, I
0: might be having like, a, you know, Derek was rocking back and forth and maybe mm-hmm. I'm just like going into a, a hissy, a hissy fit. No, you okay. know, just imagining what projects I'm going to work on here after we close Spinal Tap Minute. You know, I might be Ooh. having it might be having some anxiety around that
2: yeah. well you're thinking about all the projects you didn't have time for yeah
0: right now, you know uh,
2: i you know i i, I envy you heidi
0: <laughs> i envy myself <laughs> It's like Patrick McNee was in the room here with us.
1: He was. He was. I kind of dug up his skull. I'm weird.
0: (laughs) Now, since we were all talking, I say, why not take a clean one just on your own? Would you be up for that? Oh, Just saying it on your own. Oh, me saying- me yes. saying tap as, into America? As so. Patrick McNee, yes.
1: Oh, well, okay. I don't know. I don't have the best Patrick McNee, but to say. <laughs> That's
0: okay. <laughs> well, if we like it, we'll keep it. If we don't, we'll flesh it. <laughs> All right. Tap into America. Love it. Bravo.
2: Bravo. 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 Good
0: beautiful.
2: beautiful. Ah. Jolly good it's show. Not- <laughs>